the slow beat. Yo, welcome to the Brownstone Experience. Sipping and smoking on the Brownstone patio. We're back for another another episode. And, um, I want to talk a little bit about our food today, a little bit about sports, all the things that's going on in the world right now. We're going to start off with what we're smoking and drinking, as we usually do. Terrence, tell me about what you're drinking and smoking and why. Right now, I have a light Maduro. It's a light smoke. Something easy for for somebody who's not really getting into smoking cigars. And I'm also drinking on a mojito. Mojito? A mojito. Is that what you really You're drink? drinking a mojito, yeah, man? I got a mojito. They were trying out mojito. And it looked like a Connecticut rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to call you out, but since you, you know, try to, you know, high side on cigar smoking, that's a Connecticut rapper. Right, it's Connecticut, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. You enjoy, you enjoy yeah, I enjoy it. It's, it's a nice kickback and relaxing experience. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Morel, what you drinking and smoking? Well, right now I'm drinking on Glen 18. Oh, smoking on it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> smoking on LFD uh, Chapter 1. Another expensive shit. <laughs> I like what I like. It's all good, bro. D. Uh, right now, I got a I got what we call a Kentucky Mule, uh, ginger beer, and uh, uh, Kentucky whiskey. Uh, good little bling. I left the lime out. Um, still, you know, back to my old phrase. We got the Liga T fifty two, a little bit lighter uh, than a number nine. Not as peppery. Um, same Maduro wrapper. Same bold flavor, but just not as peppery. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm still puffing on that Liga nine. <laughs> That's my thing. And of course, I'm drinking that bourbon with a reserve. We're going to get into the food conversation because Brownstone, we just don't do cigars and smoking and entertainment. We do food. So we got the chef here, Terrence. He part of our team. Talk about what your experience is. Talk about what you got cooking in the back. All right. A little bit on my experience. I did 19 years with Marriott and I moved around the city of Atlanta. Then I did a little bit of time with Sage, and right up to the pandemic, I was working at the Lowe's Hotel down in Midtown. I was the executive banquet chef there. And then I decided to branch off and hang out with these guys here. <laughs> Been a good decision so far, you know. The food that we serve here, we serve a sophisticated food, but we got everything down to sophisticated to, I got your chicken gizzards. So, <laughs> I mean, and I help you brag a little bit. You said Marriott, so we got you know it's Courtyard, and then it's JW. All right, all right. You know, so we want to make sure you kind of give yourself the proper credit. All right, all right. I, I would have been in like I was at the conference center, so that's like a step below the Ritz, and that's also in the Marriott brand. Just to let you know. Okay. Well, yeah, because you know, we didn't want you to do it. Thank you. That courtyard doing, you know, no. our cutting in a breakfast. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> or the Fairfield. Or the Fairfield, man. Do the bagels. We got to kick you out. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, no, no. It's no, all no. luxury here. some credit, man. Luxury here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tell me what kind of food did you actually cook back there, man? Give me an example of what you're giving us. Right now, like some of our top sellers is like the seafood macaroni and cheese. We got salmon, shrimp, crab meat, all blended together with a sharp cheddar sauce. And it, it sells like crazy. We also have this salmon BLT. I mean, I get fresh Atlantic salmon on a nice bun, served nice and buttery. I mean, 
finger licking good, if you ask me. <laughs> we get a lot of compliments on the food, so definitely I know you're doing your thing. Now, you know, we got the lamb chops also. Ooh, a lot you know, of chops. Lamb they chops, lollipops, yes. They are good. Uh, yeah, yeah. All good. Fingers, that's what I eat every week. Morel, <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your experience with the food, man. What's your favorite? So, so me, I think my favorite is uh, Taco Tuesdays. Um, turned out that I really didn't like tacos a lot before, mm-hmm. but now uh, I'm used to eating tacos on Tuesdays, and I actually enjoy the uh, chicken tacos that this man produces. Chicken uh, tacos, Chicken man. tacos, Chicken yeah. tacos off the chain. Let me tell you, before I go to D, I asked these brothers to do me some, I went through my no meat phase, dietary restriction, <laughs> and brother put me some black beans with all the toppings on the taco. So I'm going to tell you, we can do whatever you want here. D, tell me what's your ba- your favorite. Uh, my new favorite now, you know, is the chicken gizzard. I like mine, you know, tossed in lemon pepper, just to add a little sophistication to a southern favorite. Uh, so uh, I'm, 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 I've really been on the chicken gizzards. Uh, before that, I was a real fan of the uh, salmon BLT, uh, so the fresh Atlantic salmon uh, uh, with, a, with their little BLT twist and their special sauce. Um, is also uh, one of my favorites and, and one of my staples. So when I come here, I at least know whenever's on the menu if I really want to have an upscale dinner, uh, but still feel like I'm manly. I can always get a salmon BLT. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No wrong with that. Says, what's your favorite thing that you enjoy cooking? Man, be honest with you, what I enjoy cooking, I enjoy cooking anything. It just as long as I see a smile on the customer's face, I like to see people smile. If I can make your experience meaningful, I mean, I done my job and it just make me feel extra good. So I like I like what everybody else likes. You let me know what you want to see on the menu, and we can bring it to you. Talk a little bit about the food. I'm gonna switch the subject up a little bit. Talk about sports. We just had the Super Bowl. Before that, we had the national championship of college football. Talk about your favorite squad in college and why. D, give me your favorite team. See, I already knew you were going to come to me. Because <laughs> I'm sitting next to this dude in his Georgia hat. But everybody know I'm Bama all day, every day. You know, and you know, hey, man, let me see it. You know. once, a day, once a day, a broken clock is correct. You know what I mean? And, and, and so everybody knows... I'm not a sore loser. Uh, it's their turn. I mean, be perfectly honest with you. I mean, you lose both of your receivers and both of your cornerbacks. You know, and and, 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 and they squeak and they squeak through. And then you know, but now they world beaters. You know what I mean? Now they're the best team ever. You know, 41 years later. But everybody knows I'm a Crimson Tide fan all day. Uh, you know, I would have, I would have worn my jersey, but we kind of ran out of places to put it. You know, right. when you eighteen, when you eighteen, cha- when you 18 <laughs> championships in, you know, I, I, I ran out of numbers to put on my jersey. But everybody knows I'm, I'm from Bama, and I'm Bama all day. We got you. We, we all know that he's a Bama man for <laughs> sure. Morel, tell us about your favorite college team. Uh, particularly, uh, I'm an ACC fan. I don't have a, a team in particular that I actually follow. Uh, you know, from up that, that tells you a lot here. ACC fan already. So when you say ACC uh, fan, DC you already knew. So yeah, <laughs> I, I fought the ACC growing up, and uh, it's always been there. So 
I don't have a particular team, but anytime any of my teams beating uh, these Georgia boys down here, these Alabama guys, I'm good. What's well, here? You said ACC, so we know that ain't happening. <laughs> but DC area, Georgetown does have a Division Three intramural football squad, so you can start cheering for them. <laughs> but they are Big East. <laughs> You already know. Georgia hat. You already know. So obviously you're a Georgia fan. I'm Georgia born, Georgia bred. When I die, I'm be Georgia dead. That's what. That's how we go. Yeah, I'm Georgia boy. How you feel about the national championship? Man, it was gratifying. I mean, first time in my lifetime I seen us win, and it's about the present, (laughs) not the past. That's for sure. That's for sure. That's for sure. But hey, we know Bama will be Congratulations, back. man. Congratulations. Like, you know, hey, man. Hey. Look at that. That's, that's, that's How old are you again? I am 41. All right, so 41. So you weren't even born when Georgia won in the last time. <laughs> no. <Nah>. Okay. Congratulations, <laughs> brother. In my lifetime. Congratulations, brother. <laughs> so all these fellas know I'm a Michigan fan for sure. You know, we, 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 got, we got some wins. We didn't do so well against Georgia, but we got some wins. Well, tell me about your experience with Brownstone. The first time you came to Brownstone, what's been your experience? So my first time coming to Brownstone was before it even opened. I've been around these brothers for a long time from the con- the uh, concept of getting this thing started to uh, till now. Um, it's been it's been a great feeling, man, because of the uh, the brothers that I've uh, developed in the relationships with these guys. It's, it's been really good for me. Um, I've moved a lot in my life, so uh, far as having a lot of friends, that hadn't been the case, but I found my family up here with you guys. My experience here has been wonderful. Can't complain at all. Definitely uh, friends and family when you come to the Brownstone. D, talk about your um, experience as far as family and friends here, and I know you talked about it in the other episodes, but you know, so one one of the things with the brownstone is, you know, we was talking about bringing an, an upscale experience to the area is um, we all live pretty close to each other, if not right around the corner, or right, across, right across the street from each other. And so it, it it's a good place to get to meet, and know your neighbors um, in a very relaxed environment, um, especially the fellas. Um, outside of Jack and Jill and the country club experience, uh, but you also get to meet them in a very relaxed experience. So you get to know the real person. Um, so you get, you know, not to, you know, just to meet your neighbors, but to establish a friendship with them. I mean, you know, years ago, you know, when I was, I think I may have been in college. I mean, so some of you remember, you know, when Bush was in, in Iraq. And, uh, you know, the, the guy threw the shoes at Bush, you know what I mean? And I kept thinking, you know, why didn't they shoot the guy, you know what I mean? And just to know that Morrell was one of the Secret Service agents, you know, that let the shoes get thrown at Bush. Not one shoe, but two, you know what I mean? And so it made me feel comfortable that I had a Secret Service agent around me. But then when I found out he was the one that let the man throw two shoes at Bush, you know, then I realized, you know, he's a secret servant agent, but he ain't no killer. <laughs> but he left he left there unscathed though. He still living the day. So we actually we did our jobs that day. <laughs> so we, we all come from a different walks of life, definitely different career fields. We got Terrence as a chef. 
I know you talked a little bit about what your experience was and where you come from as a chef, but tell me why you decided to be a chef. Well, that right there was pretty much easy for me because I haven't had a job my whole life. <laughs> what I do, I come in, I love what I do. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I mean, I, I love being here. I love cooking, so I found something I love, and I don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who, who started you off trying to be a chef? Well, somebody you met? It's kind of a funny story, you know. I started off, it was a summer job. I was washing dishes. The chef was like, no, no, I don't want you to leave. You're such a hard worker. I said, well, hey, I, I stick around even though I got to go to school, but I only can work on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> and they went for it. So <laughs> by the time I graduated high school, I had already had I had a $30,000 job waiting for me time I left them doors. And I ain't looked back since. Okay. It was good to see Pops on the grill this weekend, though, man. Yeah, I, I love I love the family bun, man. Yeah, I so love we, Pops. Yeah. Pops are grilling. Yeah, so when you talk about the Brownstone experience, you know, even the chef, you know, I pulled up this weekend, and you know, he had his, his father was outside barbecuing and, and and cooking. So you know, Brownstone's really, you know, not only a family experience for you know us as the owners and our friends, uh, but even the chef staff. You know, he has his family involved as well. So it kind of you know really you know you know helps you know achieve our goal of being you know a community uh, uh, based uh, establishment definitely definitely about the community and uh, politics and all that different stuff I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to the careers we're gonna talk about an interesting my man Moret been the sticker serving day in Aramark give us the craziest story you had being either one of them uh, let me think back. Um, crazy story. Well, I'll give you two. How about that? Give me two. So, uh, and depending on which ones you tell, I'm gonna add another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Secret Service. Uh, craziest story I had. I had the uh, pleasure of uh, dealing with the Pope when he came to uh, this country, um, and I was out in Denver with the Pope and. You know, Europeans on different time zones. So every morning, about one o'clock in the morning, Pope would come outside. Come outside, he walk around, he talk to us. I was working a night shift uh, with the Secret Service back then. He come out, and of course, I'm not uh, really a religious guy. I'm uh, not Catholic, but we had a bunch of Catholic guys that were working with us at the time, and they thought it'd be okay if we all bought some things and have the Pope bless them. So, of course, me not being Catholic, I bought some rosaries. And at the time, I had my daughter was about two years old. And I had uh, him bless the rosaries for my daughter. And that was, uh, that was actually a, a good, uh, good thing for, for me because it's something I never experienced. And unbeknownst to me, the Pope just didn't really bless gifts for regular people. It's usually somebody who gives a lot of money and stuff like that. But since we were working, he blessed a lot of things for us. Uh, as far as the air marshal thing, we, you know, I did a lot of uh, terrorism-related stuff, uh, following guys around all over the world. Uh, and I'll probably go. I'm gonna leave that at that. I'm not gonna be into the specifics. Okay. So I think it's probably better. We, we gonna get no Bill Clinton story, man. <laughs> not today. Not this episode. Maybe another episode. You already episode. know what I want to ask about, but I ain't gonna say. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, don't worry, we'll hit that for another episode. How about that? <laughs> right, right. 
Indeed. We know you're a doctor. Actually, we know you do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But your main job is a doctor. Mm-hmm. Tell me your most uh, inspiring experience as a doctor. You know, actually, you know, going back to what Terrence was talking about, you know, about, you know, a, a job, you know, a career or, or something you do, uh, you know, like, you know, I, I, I think I may be, you know, similar to what he was saying. When I get up every day, you know, I, I'm not going to work. You know what I mean? I'm going to, you know, to do what I like to do, what I love. Uh, for me, you know, it's kind of full circle for me. So that's the most inspiring thing. You know, my mother was on dialysis. My grandmother was on dialysis. And so now being a nephrologist, a kidney doctor and, and, and running dialysis clinics, it's kind of full circle. So it, it's, it's kind of, you know, what I saw as a family member, you know, my, my families go through uh, when I was a kid versus, you know, what I do now as a career. Uh, so the most inspiring things is is to every day I try to cheat, treat my patients like I wanted somebody to treat my mother or my grandmother because they were going through the exact same thing when it comes to kidney disease and being on dialysis. Uh, so for me, you know, just like Terrence said, just to reiterate it once again, it's, it's, it's not a job. It's kind of me. It's what I do. I feel you. I feel you. I definitely feel you on that. So I'm going to bring it back around to little sports. And talk about basketball a little bit and the greatest basketball player of all time. It's always a debate who's the greatest. LeBron James, it's Kareem Abdul Jabbar, it's Michael Jordan, or it's Will Chamberlain. I want to get the idea of who you think your favorite is. And I'm starting with Morel. Who's your greatest of all? So I'm going to take it back to what we were talking about earlier. I'm an ACC fan. Okay. So I'm, I have to go with MJ. MJ is the greatest ever played. He was part of USC Tar Heels, of course. I don't think too many people I can dispute that. Uh, might have some different opinions, but the, the numbers don't lie. So we'll go there. I'm going to say MJ, UNC. Okay. Demetri? And so, you know, I, I, like, I love when brothers kind of broke themselves in. They say numbers they say numbers don't lie. So they broke themselves into it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he, he done broke himself into it. So this, this is how I see it. So when we say greatest... Scorer of all times is MJ. The greatest basketball player of all times is, is, is Urban Magic Johnson, the greatest basketball player. Because not only was he the greatest leader um, uh, of his team, uh, 12 years, you know, nine finals, five championships, four finals MVPs, three league MVPs, and his career was cut short. And, and, and so to me, not only... Um, was he great at point guard? He could play all five positions. He could guard all five positions. Oh, yeah, that's true. And so, you know, for me, when, when you say basketball player, I see it as a complete person. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I, I, I agree with people, you know, as far as the uh, longevity goes, uh, knowledge of the game. I think LeBron's closer to Magic than he is to MJ. I mean, I think MJ's the greatest scorer of all time, but the greatest basketball player of all time is definitely Irving Magic Johnson. If you just look at the first 12 years before the HIV revelation in his career got cut short, you know, nobody was having a career like that. And so if I take the amount of years that Jordan played in his success versus the amount of years that Magic played before he was, you know, you know, his career was cut short, Magic had the best career. And, and 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 I tell people all the time, they tell me, you know, MJ won six championships. I remind people that those other 10 years, they had championships those years too. 
you know, who was there and who won. <laughs> so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm a Magic fan, man. Okay. Okay. Terrence. All right. So they're talking about stats and everything. The greatest all-around player of all time has to be LeBron because he's top 10. Well, he's top five and brought every statistical category there is. But my favorite is Kareem, Lou Alcindor. I don't think that man, he he was asked to do things not to score sometimes. He was asked to do whatever he had to do, and he made it happen. I mean, he he battled with Wilt. He battled with, um, <laughs> he battled with, who else? He battled with a lot of people. Lajuan. Lajuan. Yeah. I mean, he was old battling Lajuan was still getting it. So you, uh, I'm going to help you out a little bit, though. You know, you remember that, that game when Kareem was out? And they was trying to clinch yeah, yeah. the championship. But, but who coached? Who, who, who talked the man up? Though? And so Magic, you know, had to go yeah, down and right play. He went down and played center <laughs> against Moses Malone. Scored forty-one points. <laughs> <I remember laughs> double-digit rebounds and assists. And, and what did he do? He hit and the hook home, shot, right? And brought home the he championship the with the hook shot. You know, with the hook shot. So, <laughs> so, so my favorite of all time, obviously, is MJ. I think he's. Um, one of the premier athletes just all around and you could take away the six championships and my Detroit Pistons just beat him up beat him up of course of course and he was able to transition through that and, and win championships um, so he's definitely been my favorite of all time um, I, hey fellas this has been a great conversation I really appreciate you guys coming to the Brownstone Experience giving us your take on different things and I'm going to end it by saying peace out see y'all on the next episode for those that want to follow us at Brownstone check us out at 910 East Parkway Brownstone ATL Cigar or check us out on Facebook the Brownstone